Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to this special Halloween edition of The Weekend Show. You'll be relieved to know that I am joined, as always, by my spoopy co-host Garrett. If we were to rename The Weekend Show in something spooky, what would you call it? Oh man, yeah. Maybe we, like, maybe we could just do like we used to do and emphasize the end. The weekend. Oh, isn't like it's the end of life. You're gonna die. Or maybe the weekend of days show. Or the woo end show. That's good. They're all good options. I, I don't think that's good, Ken. <laughs> but nonetheless, anyway. I'm spoopy. I'm both funny and scary. So we delayed the podcast this week or last week. So we had no Saturday Sunday episode because we're having two this week. Yeah. How lucky are you? We we went voting. We went voting last Friday, and then we we're gonna go ghost hunting. But then we couldn't go ghost hunting because you had to go home, basically. Yeah, and then we tried to organize it for this week, but my dog... Ken's dog is a monster and a mongrel and can't be left alone by itself for an evening. Yeah, because I always make these plans and I just, I just like, forget I have a dog. And I'm like, oh shit, I have a dog. You should just leave her by herself. No, she'll... Well, she, she might live. I don't know. She, she sleeps a lot, like 15 hours a day. Does she? Yeah, up to 15 hours a day. So she's a coward, is what you're saying, who can't stay awake even though she's plenty of energy and well-kept, I'd imagine, which is unnecessary, I would have said. Can't talk at me. Start. Your dog's a monster, Ken. You're a monster for not loving her. In fact, actually... It's Halloween. Last... Being a monster is good. The last... Well, that's a fair point. But the last time you were in my house, you played with her for an extended period of time. Did I? Yes. I was trying to have her sap her energy to make her more susceptible to attack. You're so cruel. Just like you're a sap for her. <laughs> Got him. I am. She's like my daughter, basically. That you forget you have and nearly leave alone overnight while you go ghost hunting. Can I want to go ghost hunting at like 8 o'clock at night? And I'm like... But it gets dark at 5 o'clock now. There's people around. You can't go ghost hunting. Ooh, what's that? Oh, wait. It's just that person 20, 10 yards ahead of us. So... It may be next year in our next Halloween edition, or it may be sooner, but we're going to do a ghost hunting session and record it and bring it to you on this podcast. Also, everyone knows you have to get closer to the witching hour, Ken. True, Gar. True. Or in your case, the bitching hour. Speaking of the witching hour, Gar. You just know sold my sick fern, but go on. <laughs> Coming up on the first of two weekend shows this week, we run down this year's most anticipated and popular Halloween costumes. We give our picks for the top 10 Halloween movies for big babies like me. And... You are, you are a literal child. It is funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I basically... Why this would is a I list. pay to be scared? Why would I pay to be scared, Gar? It's a good motto to have in life. <laughs> and if you don't like to be scared, this is the segment for you. Because I don't like to be scared. And this is a top 10 list of films that are quite spooky and festive, but also not like super like jump scary. Mm-hmm. And in our main segment, we review the Netflix adaptation of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a dark retelling of the famous teenage witch's origin story, which was released last week just in time for Halloween. It's almost like they timed it that way. Yes, especially since the start of the series is based around Halloween. The entire series is based around Halloween. I want to look at episode 6, and there's still Halloween things up, so... Yeah. Anyway. Lots of season-appropriate content in store, but before we get this All Hallows party started... How's your week been, Gar? I went to see Halloween. You did, so so you've got some more appropriate content in our little chat here to before we get the show started. I keep things very well themed, Ken. Very good. Carry it's, on. It's not good. Well, it's alright. It's fine. 
Is it a reboot or a continuation or kind of a half and half kind of deal? It's a sequel. Okay. Like it, it is a direct sequel. It's, a, it's set forty years after the original Halloween. I'm not sure. Is it like ignoring everything else that happened in the other Halloween films aside from the first one? That's how it feels to me. I've seen all those films. I don't remember all of those films. See, the thing I'm wondering is what's the timeline between like the first film and now? Because, forty years. So like he'd be pretty old at this stage. He right? is pretty old. You see him without his mask. Like full on. Front of the face, so that you could see the whole thing. No, but his face—you see, like glimpses of his glimpses of his face, which is messed up, and then his grey hair from behind. So, like, to he, indicate that he is in fact an old man, still, but also strangely strong. But he's still and got, very quiet. That's always the big thing about Mike Myers. Very fleet-footed. Yeah. The man can move without being detected. He can't hear him breathe either. Well, sometimes if, if he's up close. But like, you'd think if he was that old, he you know he wouldn't be that good at killing people anymore. But he still got it. Yeah. And he's out in Halloween when no one is actually being like, hey, mask guy, what are you doing? Yeah, what I thought was odd, though, was was it written and directed by Danny McBride? Or uh, he written and produced by, not directed. Yeah, the most the comedian most known for Eastbound and Down and More Tropic like Thunder. More like Eastbound and Frown, am I right? I like that show. Because you like frowning. I do. I like being sad. Because mm. it's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Halloween. It has the John Carpenter theme, which is really good. Yeah, that's but all you need, really. Other than that, it's fine. It's all right. I've got some season-appropriate tidbits for you as well, Gar. What have you been doing? Gar, there's a new game. It's an app. It's mm-hmm. on the app stores called Ghostbusters World. Is it terrible? It's basically Pokemon Go with Ghostbusters. Okay, let me go on my AOR rant. Go ahead. Ever since Pokemon Go became a thing, everyone has been like, let's make an AOR thing. So there's like Jurassic Park or Jurassic yeah, World there is a Jurassic with Park the dinosaurs. Well. There's a Harry Potter one as well, walking around Harry Pottering. It's like, it is not the AOR functionality that made Pokemon Go a thing. What made Pokemon Go a thing, Ken? Interaction? Social interaction? Nope, none of that. Uh... What's the first word in Pokemon Go? Pokemon. Pokemon! <laughs> it is not the idea that you that you go around. It's not the technology that made Pokemon Go work. It's the idea that this is just like real life Pokemon. It's like you go out and you collect Pokemon. It's the Pokemon bit of Pokemon Go that made Pokemon Go work. Not the AOR functionality. And everybody since has been like, we gotta make AOR games. AOR games are the new thing. Gotta have, we gotta have dinosaurs out in the real world. When nobody wants dinosaurs out in the real world again, nobody really cares. Know what people do like in the real world? Pikachu. Pikachu. Or, or freaking Tyranitar. Is Tyranitar technically a dinosaur? It looks like a dinosaur. Yeah, it's pretty much a dinosaur. What's the name of the actual dinosaur? There's a T-Rex Pokemon. That's name is escaping me. No, can't get it. Mm. But Gar, allow me to indulge myself for a moment and defend Ghostbusters world. Yes, A or Ghostbusters, go ahead. Yes. So it, it does follow the same mechanics in that it uses your camera and then you spot different types of ghosts, different kind of... like. Not How many iconic Ghostbusters ghosts are there? There's Slimer and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. The Librarian. Hmm. They're, they make up a whole bunch of extra new ghosts as well. That means it's just terrible. If you have to, if you, if the license you apply the AOR model to requires you to have to make up, at least Jurassic Park, you can have like, here's all the cool dinosaurs. At least you don't have to make up dinosaurs. Well, Jurassic Park does make up dinosaurs. That's a different issue altogether. But you don't have to make up dinosaurs to do Jurassic Park with this. If you have to make up the ghosts, your thing is stupid. It's just fun to trap ghosts like a Ghostbuster, okay? <laughs> just leave me alone. And in fairness, it does differ in the fact that it has a story mode as well. You're like a Ghostbuster in training and you go through like the, the different stories and different like bosses and stuff. So it does have a bit to it. It does have that kind of freemium element to it that I don't really like that much. 
I will pay for. Says the guy who used to do customer support for. You can't say it. You have to bleep that, Karen. Oh, sorry. Customer support for a well-known mobile gaming giant. Yes. Yeah. In fairness, I always felt guilty about that as well because it does kind of trick people into spending money. And even, especially with kids, you know, who have access to their parents' credit card or their account, it just, you like, the amounts they rack up, like, you'd see tens of thousands in, like, unauthorized charges. Unbelievable. Very important Ghostbusters world question. Yes. Theme song. Yes. Okay, that is, that's slightly redeeming. The theme song, every time you go back to the, the map, it, go, it plays the theme song. Okay. So it has that. Another, on a side note, Gar, before we get on with more Halloween stuff, Gar, this week also happens to be episode 60 of the weekend show. Out of how many weeks have we been doing this show for? About 150? Yeah, probably. That, that's, a show, that's a show every th- over every three weeks, give or take. Yeah, probably a little. So, so there was that near two-year hiatus. We all recognize that, Gar. We, we covered that ground mm-hmm. in, in a previous podcast when we came back. So, hence the classic theme that you have heard at the start of this, if you haven't heard the podcast before. It took us a, a little longer than expected, but we are proud to reach this milestone nonetheless, Gar. So, is, is the, the new thing every 10 episodes the old theme song will come back? Yes. Okay. It's good, isn't it? That's canon. Yes. It's canon now. In our previous 59 episodes to date, not counting special episodes... So, we have, this doesn't include we ends. Yes. Which may or may not come back, we don't know. Or the extensive podcast today catalogue. Yeah, but this is just weekend show. We have racked up about 5,491 listens mm-hmm. as of last check. It might be more now, but, you know, again, you know, some podcasts get that in a week. Some podcasts get like 10 times that in a week. But for me, I think that's an achievement. I'm proud of that. For a total of 72 hours, 31 minutes and 41 seconds, meaning that if you decide that you want to listen to each and every podcast back to back, it'll take you more than three days. That's far too much. Yeah. That's just far too much. <laughs> Or, it's far too much of my voice out in the world. Yeah. Well, did I talk about that in the podcast? The whole, if I die, there's just so much of my voice out there to listen to? Yeah. That's just weird. You know, if I have loved ones who you see in a film, they're like, ooh, I listen to the answering machine over and over and over again to hear the sound of their voice. And for me, there's like 200 hours of podcasts out there between this and podcast today and podcast a week and other assorted ones you contribute to on other networks speaking of music of the mat went up today ken as we record this so i talk about spooky wrestling themes on that you can see here that in the voices of wrestling podcasting network there's a plug for you you can listen to more of my voice for reasons that i'll never understand but thank you they're also calling their episode a spooktacular they stole it from us spooktacular it's basically the most like 101 changing the word spectacular yeah it's like the default halloween episode name for a tv show or a podcast indeed Yes. One last plug, Gar. Mm-hmm. Kind of related. It's kind of spooky in some ways. It's not. It's spooky in that it's, you know, health-related and it's, you know, quite a, a worrying epidemic. I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Sleep is a worrying epidemic. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's not doing it. That's the problem. Listen, I don't need sleep. I said uh, last night, I went to bed at four... I got woken up by freaking a jackhammer at nine. <laughs> That's a story for another time. And then got out of bed around half twelve, which actually is relatively early for me. Yeah, but he posits that sleep deprivation is like an epidemic, especially in developed countries that do shift work and like, you know, obviously have a high, you know, expectancy of their employees. So what happens is that, you know, their brains are damaged to the to the point of possibly being susceptible to things like dementia and other de- degenerative brain diseases. That was hard to say. I'm proud that I got it out. 
Good. Um, my my brain is doomed then. <laughs> the shocking thing is though that he he links it to things like heart disease and like diabetes and other things like and you're like, wow. That, he... that feels like he's uh, just, just fake science. It's like this person who didn't sleep well got got uh, had a heart attack. So obviously it's the sleep, not the other like potential nine hundred other factors. It is a very good book, Gary, and it is very compelling in the way it makes his case. So you know he doesn't just put it out of nowhere. He has studied sleep his entire life and. You know, it does stand to reason and you don't need to study sleep to know that your body does recover and rebuild itself at night. So, you know, if you punish it for long enough, then you could be susceptible to, to more illnesses. Is it a page turner? It is a page turner. Oh, it keep you up all night? Yeah. Good one, Gary. <laughs> you fell right into that one. <laughs> uh, but no, you, you there is a, quite a lot of science there and you have to stick with that a bit. But he doesn't make it too technical that you can't follow it. And it it is an eye-opener. At least, you know, he posits as well that he gives himself... A non-negotiable eight-hour sleep opportunity every night. Oh, good for him, Mister Eight Hours Sleep. But he he thinks it's like the most important thing in in your life, and everything else comes from that. It's it's worth reading. It's not like really like a a doom and gloom scare book. It's more like a presenting of the facts, just to kind of you know try and get people to kind of understand their relationship with sleep and why we do it and what the function is. But it's, it's, it's interesting, so check it out. It's very cheap. You can get it on Book Depository for less than 10 bucks. So Ken gets a, a, a referral fee every time you buy one. So No, I don't. We're not affiliated with Book Depository. We just have free worldwide delivery and a wide array of books. Book Depository? <laughs> In fairness, I buy all my books there because it, it's pretty... They're always... nearly always, Not always, but nearly always cheaper. Screw you, local bookstores trying to make the Liam Russell's closed because of you, Ken. Yeah. An iconic Cork bookstore there for longer than either of us have been alive, considerably so closed because you bought your books from Amazon. Yeah, it's basically Amazon because an Amazon employee set it up and then Amazon bought it. Yeah, it is Amazon. Amazon owned it. <laughs> yeah, but it was a former employee set it up separately and then they basically integrated into their own company again. So Amazon own everything at this stage. No, that's Disney. Like in the in the net retail space they own pretty much everything mm. and what's surprising about Amazon as well and other big players in the kind of uh, online retail online space is that they own a lot of the space on the internet as well and the hosting space so well, yeah, Amazon cloud services keeps the internet up <laughs> exactly so well known there was business- that time it went down and everyone's like oh no exactly well known businesses are actually tied to Amazon so like you'd be surprised you're like if you have a, a problem with Amazon you don't want to support them you, you'll have to like not support a lot of popular businesses hmm. so read about it well in fairness if you extended that to anybody that uses Amazon services in any capacity that would be unreasonable it would because they basically run the world as Garrett said quite mm. accurately no that's Google <laughs> so Garrett Halloween is upon us it's Spook. tomorrow as we speak it will be up today as you are listening or in the future or next Halloween as you listen we don't know when you're listening to this you could have listened to this in the past after we discover time travel for all we know whoa so we're, we're going to go through the most popular 2018 Halloween costumes. Google, because mm-hmm. as they want to do, collect quite a lot of data. They watch us at all times. So they basically created a website called Frightgeist based on ha- Halloween costume search terms uh, to kind of give like compile like what the top ones are, where they're trending, uh, stuff like that. So, so if you want an original Halloween costume, you can know what to avoid. Exactly. So, like, if you click into each costume, it'll tell you, like, what the likelihood is that you'll see another person in it. Mm. So, if you want to be an original person this year, 
the costume to avoid or costumes is anything to do with Fortnite, apparently. More like board night, Ken. I played that game for like 60 hours. I, I recently checked, like, the, actually, I'm, I'm going to check live on the podcast how long I played Fortnite. So you'll see, you'll hear my Nintendo Switch come on briefly. Allow me to keep talking while Garrett does that. So, Gar, are you surprised that Fortnite is, like, top of the Halloween pile this year? Lord, no. The game is gigantic, and every child on Earth is playing it. Like, Perfect. literally. every it's Mostly because it's free. But every child on Earth is playing Fortnite. Oh, God, it's more than 80 hours now. <laughs> what, oh, God. What have I done with my life? It's, the problem is, it's just free, and it's mindless. Yeah. That's is the reason free? people play it. Yeah, it's free. Like, freemium. Uh, no, it's free-free. What do they get out of it? Advertising? No, you can also... You can buy a battle pass, which allows you to get, like, cosmetic stuff. Okay. But you can play the game endlessly for free. So it's all cosmetic. None of the, for the most pay- payment is to do with progression or anything like mm. that. There is a, a paid mode, which is not the Battle Royale mode, which no one ever plays. So it's, it's free, and it's a, it's a very well-designed game that requires zero actual investment. That's why everyone brainlessly plays it until... They probably die, and everyone's gonna dress as Fortnite guy. I notice Unicorn is at number three. Yeah, it's quite high up. Do you think that's because of the Fortnite Unicorn? I must say this isn't the US-based trends, but it kind of extrapolates out to the rest of the world, and you can localize the results to your own area as well. Mm. And there's a handy tool to help you pick a costume if your stuff for ideas. Oh, so to avoid that faux pas of having the same costume as someone else or having something that's really dated. Because Google probably knows what everyone else is dressing as. It's like, yeah. what, what's Nicole dressing as for, for Halloween? And Google's like, I gotcha. You've got Witch that's popular as always. Dinosaurs yeah. up there. It's probably to do with uh, Jurassic Park. Spider-Man's number two. Due to the films and the video game, I would imagine. Yes. Spider-Man firmly in people's mind. Like, I, I published a list here on our script of all the 50, not just because I want to go through them all. You went all the way down to 48, which is Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, that's for the kiddies, I <laughs> Which is adorable. Paw Patrol is adorable. They released a Paw Patrol game in the Nintendo Switch eShop this week, and I very nearly bought it, even though it's 40 bucks. I'm like, Paw Patrol? Look at those dogs! Do you They're enjoy the theme song? I've, I haven't heard the theme song. I've just seen pictures of the show, and it's adorable dogs. It is adorable. The theme song is even more adorable. You got your lazy ones, you got your pirate. It, the it clown is way down the list. That surprised me. Well, if, I guess clown in general is at 11. Yeah. How, how do you like distinguish clown from specifically the it clown? I suppose Pennywise has a certain look. And, yeah, he's, he's a little more murderous, isn't he? Yeah. Batman's up there. The 80s, whatever that means, is up there. Just the entire decade. Yeah. <laughs> I have dressed as a decade. It's just a giant letter, or number 8 and number 0. You got your classics like your pumpkin, your slutty pumpkin. It's not in there. I just said that. Shark for some reason. Maybe Sharknado. I don't know. Jaws or just sharks. People like sharks. Fairy, angel, all variations of that. Skeleton, ghost, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Super Mario, Power Rangers. I'd 100%. I find a good Power Rangers costume, not a terrible one. I probably spent too much money on it, but I'd probably go as a Power Ranger. Yeah, so Joker is hanging in there as well. You're going to see, like, if if you... Step outside your house on Halloween. It'll probably... In fact, here's a game for you to play on your travels in Halloween with your trick-or-treating or taking your kids trick-or-treating or you're just going to a party. See how long you can make it once you leave your house before you see a Joker. Ken wants people to keenly watch what children are doing, apparently. No, it could be adults. just seems Jokers as well. Ken just wants people to stare at the children as they go trick-or-treating. As they come close to the door, you're like... What are you dressed as, little boy? I need to mark it on my ledger to keep track of people. My Heath Ledger. 
Also, quite far down the list for a movie that was out recently and quite successful was The Nun from The Nun. I think Nun in general is just a thing people go as, though. People go as, like, a normal nun, but I think one of the most anticipated costumes this year was the scary nun from that film, The Nun. What film franchise is that? Insidious? Yeah, one of those ones. I I don't know. Yeah, you got your devils, your skeletons, your lions. There's a pig in here for some reason, but there's also Moana, so maybe it's the pig from Moana. What if you dressed as waddles? Waddles. Everything is different now? I'd probably go go as Dipper. I have the Dipper hat. I I just need a, 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 a jacket vest. Yeah. A vest jacket. Chucky is still in here, like and like the Chucky's coming back. The Child's Play franchise is like way past its like heyday. Isn't it? Also, those films are bad, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, they're all bad. Well, the first one was good, but then no, they're all bad. Well, I like the first one. You know, you have bad tastes. Black Panther's in there. No, actually, I I looked Black Panther and Deadpool are one of the, some of the top ones in Ireland. Ugh. If you're white, please do not do Black Panther. Why? I don't know. It's just it's a suit. Don't do blackface. That's very bad. Yeah. But you can dress as Black we'll, Panther. We'll talk about that in a minute. Black Panther, like, I see, like, I'd love to do something like Spider-Man or, like, Black Panther, but I'm fat. So, like, mm. it'll just be, like, Fat Panther. <laughs> <laughs> or Lardy Man. Oh, no. Yeah. Blackface, guard. That's a thing. Apparently, there's a huge surge of blackface in America. Of course there is. There's a huge surge of everything bad in America. So, is it an irredeemable hellhole? Now, apparently, like... There's a tradition in like the like the areas around the Netherlands and the Germans or German not the Germans Germany of blackface as kind of like a like a traditional. It's still no. It's like, no, it's it's a big no no. But they like they do it as kind of like a a pastiche or a parody. But it's still it's like a festival they do. It's, it's I can't remember where it is, but it's really bad. But like yeah, people feel comfortable and emboldened enough to do blackface in 2018 America. Of course they do. It's America. And then there will be people who will be like, America's perfect, you can't say bad things about America. And then you'll just be like, look at your country, get your shit in order. Dragon is up there, Gar. Does he guess Game of Thrones? I, no, it's toothless. You dress as toothless. You yes. knock your teeth out, and then you just go around going, I'm a dragon, and thumb the theme song from How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, Star Wars. I like how like, there's no particular character, it just says Star Wars. Yeah, you dress as the Millennium Falcon. But I'm seeing a lot of like trends here, like there's like, ones that go in pairs so I'm assuming people are like looking up costumes for couples and stuff like that mm. so yeah if you want to look at this list for yourself just search Frightgeist on Google and they'll show you their website which they created yes it um, seems anti-competitive yeah at this point maybe you've decided what your costume is but if you haven't it's a good way of finding one <laughs> yeah this is going up on Halloween so if... you know you know, guys are lazy that's true they look around their houses like hmm oh my gosh sunglasses I'm Stevie Wonder. If you'd like to go as Garrett for Halloween, you can wear a long sleeve shirt with the the sleeves rolled up and a pair of shorts. A pair of shorts and a tight buzz cut. Uh, Currently, yes. Though not that tight at the moment. It's like a month out since I got a haircut. Yeah. So that's Halloween. Are you going to dress up, Gar? No. I'm not going to leave the house. (laughs) Yeah. We don't get much trick-or-treaters these days, but i got to get some candy or sweets, whatever whatever you call it. I believe they're called candy. Candy. i got to get some stuff, because we weren't there last year, I felt bad, so I'm going to get some stuff in tomorrow to get to trick-or-treaters you know but then like I was talking to my girlfriend and she was like oh get some stuff for the trick-or-treaters like, and I'm like oh will I make a little goodie bag she's like <laughs> seems like a lot of effort and I'm like okay I'm at home most of the day I have the time <laughs> exactly on my hiatus from work so I may as well make it nice for them and there's a lot of kids around my park between a park or a state or what do they call them in America 
I don't know. Neighborhoods or I don't care. Has, I don't know what they call them in America. There's like there's a word I'm not getting, but yeah, I like Halloween. There's just less and less parents letting their kids go out trick or treating these days in Ireland. Cowards, let your kids be kidnapped potentially. How many kidnappings are there in this country? Hardly any. But like maybe that's why because parents are being responsible. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Possibly, but like they're more like in favor of doing these parties for kids, which costs more money than letting them go out and take free shit from people. So I don't know. Yeah. Ken, we're about to talk about Halloween films, and I'm going to fight you over something here. Yeah. You've listed, at number five, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, girl, why did you just jump right into the middle of my list? Because you upset me. It's a Christmas film. It's not a Halloween film. The first song in the movie is This Is Halloween. Because they're establishing this is a town about Halloween who want to have a festival about Christmas. It's a Christmas film. Christmas is the motivating factor in the film. I had a Twitter poll in 2016 and freaking people voted then that it was a Halloween film. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then I had a Twitter poll this year and uh, people voted that it is a, a Christmas film because I kind of, it was Halloween. Of course, winning, the and I was like, you're wrong. And then more people voted for Christmas. It's a Christmas film. It's not a Halloween film. Everything must be strictly and rigidly categorized, Ken. And The Nightmare Before Christmas is, is, Ken, a Christmas film. Gareth, for the sake of a short podcast and this list, can we agree that The Nightmare Before Christmas is the first bisexual movie in that it goes both ways? No! It's a Christmas film. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I will try. I'll be compromising and reasonable. It's like, no. We'll brush past that but when we get there. Can we start at the start, please? Yes, yeah, number 10, Zombievers. Yes. A film we've talked a great deal about on this podcast. You can go back to... Uh, a film so bad they're good, I believe, was yes. the episode. Yes, it's a very early episode. One of the better ones, actually. So it's a very enjoyable. In our heyday. <laughs> yeah, in our heyday. We really jumped a shark at this point. We've One jumped... of the popular Halloween costumes this year, I might add. Some would say we jumped the zombiever. But it's basically... It's it's not really... See, like the thing about zombievers is like there's movies like The Room that earnestly tried to be good and it's turned out like a car wreck. Mm-hmm. Zombievers is like a parody of that that is... It was made to try and be bad, like, in, in the vein of Sharknadoes and such. The beavers trapped them in the area by gnawing through the phone lines and damming the roads. Yes. So, <laughs> it's a wonderful film. And put- there's a sex scene where people are having sex, uh, and then one of them turns into a beaver. Yes. Don't give away too much, Gary. They're going to watch it on Halloween. Also, Ken called the person uh, who was going to get her boobs out. Yeah, I was like, there's one person uh, who's going to get their boobs out within the next 10 minutes like the actor who's like the least well known and most slutty looking and I nailed it so so Ken's very judgmental is what we're saying number 9 Goosebumps which yeah. makes me mad oh like why like see Gar, I write the script and I ask you to contribute and you don't so you don't you don't get a say okay no I'm not mad about Goosebumps okay I'm mad about Goosebumps too okay because Goosebumps is a really good enjoyable film Okay, give your thesis for why. It's relatively well plotted and paced. It, it's charming, well acted. It has Dylan Minnette before he got all depressing and thirteen eating reasons why. And then, obviously, because he became too famous from that show. Jack Black in one of his yeah. least annoying roles. Jack Black being tolerable, which is literally a miracle. It's a Halloween miracle, some would say. But they recast the entire thing and they're just doing the same plot again. It's like the books have come to life again. And yeah, the plot was pretty novel. That Orhel Stein is a real person whose the characters are real, but he's trapped them in the books. And yeah. when someone opens the books and unlocks them, then they come to life. Which is cool in the first film. And the second one, it's just like, Slappy's back. <laughs> like, I know it's a kid's film, but like, we talked about this at, at Nazi the podcast. It's like, 
the my least favorite trope in films is the the, the justification of a sequel being it happened again mm-hmm. for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is Goosebumps. What did it come out like? Was it two or three years ago? I guess this at this point. Something like that. Goosebumps film. Google it. There hasn't been a film other than that, so enjoyable. You can also watch the television show. Yes. Or read the books, but <laughs> saying that, Gar, that's something I was going to say as well. Like uh, the the books, yeah, but some of the TV shows are actually like they're pretty scary and they're pretty good but you're also a child so it might just be your dumb child brain being like Ooh. no it was pretty creepy pretty like not even like in a like a like a terrifying way but in like a kind of like a comment on society type of way like, yeah. I also conflate the TV show with are you afraid of the dark yeah like I, I, I probably there's episodes that I think are Goosebumps episodes that are actually are you afraid of the dark episodes I want to see is it those are the original anthology TV shows by the way yeah true is Goosebumps on, like, Netflix or anything? I have no idea. I need to find it, because, like, yeah, that was what I was going to say, because putting this on the list inspired me to have a Goosebumps re- rewatch and just try and see if it was my kid brain or or if they are as good as they say or they hold up. Mm. So, yeah. Number eight, Paranorman. Good film. Good film. Enjoyable film. One of the first big successes from the Leica studio, who do kind of a stop-motion 3D animation hybrid. Less Less spooky than kind of more, it's almost heartwarming. Heartwarming, but like there's zombies involved. It's kind of cute, you know, and mm. ghosts and, but like it's it's one for the kiddies. But like you won't bash your brain off the wall either. And if you're a big baby like me that doesn't like to be scared, then it's a perfect one. I yeah. a coward. Number seven, Garrick, a, a classic, Casper. I was thinking just as you mentioned Casper, which is one second ago. Um, do you remember the PlayStation game? Oh, very very vaguely. It was like a haunted ha- house game, kind of like Luigi's Mansion esque. Yeah. We'd have to sneak around and do things. And I have very vague memories of that game and kind of liking it. And now I want to play it again. Yeah. But Casper is good. Like, it's, again, it's 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 kind of in the vein of like a 90s kind of paranormal thing. Mm. Kind of like, but it's, it's, it's good. This girl was such a loner that she couldn't find a real person to take the prom. Was it yeah. prom? Yeah. And she, she, she had to like, take a ghost. <laughs> she's obsessed with ghosts because the dad is obsessed with ghosts because try, he's trying to get his wife back or see his wife again oh well she's dead get over it subsequent sequels weren't very good but that was actually like a film like while it's based on a kind of a a kiddie cartoon it actually has good chops as a kind of a nice kind of did the cartoon come first oh yeah cartoon is really old i think it started as like a comic book or something or like everything eventually starts as a comic book but that's in the funnies or whatever in Mm. the papers but yeah gosper it's just uh enjoyable watch and like it's not like scary but there are parts of it that are a bit you know kind of morbid which is good six a film they've been trying to make a sequel to the, <laughs> for since Zombieland and an, and also an, an abandoned TV pilot yeah which I like the pilot it was one yeah. of those Amazon shows Amazon produced a bunch of pilots and then had people vote on them which yeah. was don't do that Amazon people are dumb and won't, don't have good taste they don't know what's good but yeah it didn't make past the pilot stage but yeah Zombieland very funny film best yeah. Bill Murray cameo of all time yeah really good Bill Murray cameo Cambio? Cambio. Yes. Bill Murray Cambiasso. <laughs> well done, girl. But, yeah. Again, not terribly scary, but it's just something to watch if you're if you're looking to get in the mood for Halloween. Mm. Then you've included The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a Christmas film and not a Halloween film, and you're a monster. It's a, a goes both way film. Would be wrong. It's, it's, it's a good film, though. You, you can watch it on Halloween, though. Justified. No, you can't. It's a Christmas. It's a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film, Gar. It's a it's film based in Halloween Town. Yeah, it's about Christmas. He wants to found Christmas Town. It's an October to December he film. That's when your Santa. Said. No, it's a December film. 
there's no such thing as a November film because November is like nothing in Ireland and th- mom's birthday in Ireland and Thanksgiving in America okay for Forgard the Adams Family uh, which I've seen but have, have no real memories of yes I, I, I toyed because I, I, I think the Adams Family Values is also quite good and quite mm. sp- spooky but it's a classic and the second one wasn't as well received so I think it's, it became a kind of a cult classic but this is like a quintessential Halloween movie for me that I would have watched when I was younger then you have Beetlejuice yes have you seen Beetlejuice no I have not seen Beetlejuice it's pretty scary oh god he just said it twice we can't say it anymore now no we said it three times oh god <laughs> that's the reason I looked around very alert I haven't seen Beetlejuice but I'm aware of the fact that if you see me say Beetlejuice three times Beetlejuice will appear which is just Michael Keaton these days he's like hello would, would you like to cast me in your film yeah they're doing a sequel though their, their sequel which, which was in development hell get it for, mm. for a long time is in development at the moment I think with Michael Keaton yes there's a very good community gag where like across three I think it's into the third seasons the third time they say Beetlejuice yeah. and then just someone in a Beetlejuice costume appears in the background yeah. and they never acknowledge it of course but it's just a thing that's there because it's I a never, show like that I never caught that yeah fair play girl. they're just like this is the third time we've said it so Beetlejuice pops up has um, Gina Davis I think and Alec Baldwin in his heyday of movies mm. and it's actually a testament to Michael Keaton as well because he did Batman and this around the same time Michael Keaton rules I think that's what we've learned in life. Michael Keaton's just really cool. He's a really good actor. Because hmm. I, I remember at the time, though, when he was cast as Batman, people were like, he's a comedic actor. What are they doing? Casting him as Batman, it would be terrible. Let's not watch it. And like, I don't know how internet nerds connected in those days because there wasn't the internet. How did they rage? They, they wrote Batman? letters to the magazines, I believe. Yeah, oh, of course, yes. To, to weekly periodicals and such. Hmm. Or monthly, perhaps. Who knows? Number two, Gar. Classic. To this day, Hocus Pocus. You call this list the top 10 best Halloween movies for big babies. Yeah. You can't watch this film. Yes. It, but it's not like... You are too You are too big a baby for this big baby film. I am. It's In fairness, I hold my hands up. It did terrify me as a child. There's a scene in it where, where Zachary Binks is turned into a cat and Ken could not handle it. I don't know. It's, the, it, it's just the sounds. The yeah. sounds that got me. This freaks out. I love Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus rules. There is a sequel. It's like a TV movie in the works. I'm not too enthused about it. I don't trust it. I don't trust Disney. But like the, the Sanderson sisters, a perfect casting... So a really good young cast as well. Mm. There there was a zombie as well in that one. It was quite creepy, I, I thought. But he was a nice guy. He was a nice zombie. I know, but it, it was creepy, the visual of it. He was a nice... Uh, you can listen to the Podcast a Day episode about Hocus Pocus. Yes. There is one. <laughs> yeah. Go all the way back and trawl into the, the archives of the weekend show to find that. Yeah. But I just think it's one of those ones that ages very well. You could still watch it today and it's, it's as good. Good visual effects as well. Overall, very solid movie. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, Some would say the best Halloween film. And like on of the ones on this list I say that are tolerable for big babies like me, it is it's up there in the spookiness stakes, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Number one girl. And I did go back and forth between whether Hocus Pocus be number one or not. And this one uh, is Ghostbusters, the I've, original. I've never actually seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> what? No. You're so upset. Girl, girl, it's, it's a classic. Nah. Have you seen Ghostbusters 2? No. Ghostbusters the sequel with women in it I've seen the cartoon <laughs> I watched a good bit of the cartoon I think you watched extreme Ghostbusters though yeah Jared, that's upsetting I've never seen Ghostbusters I don't care it's stupid yeah as I said it, it is a movie of the 80s that like the visual effects are have aged a bit but they, they're quite good for their time they use a lot of practical effects it is very funny 
Bill Murray is fantastic in it. There's rumours he never even read the script. I'd imagine he'd have to. Yeah. What, he just showed up and started talking? Yeah, well, like, either that or he went off script a lot. That's one of those rumours that's just impractical. It started life as Ghost Smashers, a script by Dan Aykroyd, Mm. in which two wizards would travel time and space fighting ghosts. And then Ivan Reitman, the producer, kind of went... That's good, but we'll never be able to make that movie because it'll cost a billion dollars. So let's rein that in a bit. So it became about a bunch of paranormal investigators slash ghost fighters in New York City and the rest is history. Hasn't Dan Aykroyd been desperately trying to write the new one as well? Yeah, I mean, the third, the third film was like touted for a very long time. But Bill Murray didn't want to do it. Yeah. And now uh, Harold, Harold Ramis, who played Egon, is uh, no longer with us, unfortunately. So He can just be a ghost in Ghost. Each of the Simple. other cast members had a cameo in the new film, though. Yeah, that's nice. Which uh, didn't really... It was supposed to launch a new franchise, didn't really take off. Because you're sexist, that's why, Ken. But it is... Sexism is why Ghostbusters didn't take off. But it's it's 34 years old, but, like, Ghostbusters in the public consciousness, not just a Halloween, is, is pretty ubiquitous, so... It's a theme song. It's 90% yeah. a theme song. Yeah. It's a great theme song. So, Garrett, there's two opportunities for you to see Ghostbusters that I want you to consider. Okay. One, at the moment, our, one of our local cinemas is showing it uh, for this week as a kind of a... Which cinema? The Omniplex. But that's ages away. Garrett, hold on a second. That's like 75 minutes walking from here again. Garrett, they're, they're bringing it back. They have, like, they have a trend of like bringing classic films back into the cinema. To I'm see super into that. We don't have any like classic cinema. We have like... The Triscoll, which occasionally shows old things, usually like seasonally themed. I'd love to have a classic cinema that just like every week just has a different film in there. Yeah. Somebody do that. I should do that. But yeah, they have a they have a trend now. They, they I can't they call it bring it back, but they bring classic films back to cinema. They're doing Lord of the Rings as well. Who bring it back to you? Whose song is that? S Club Seven. Bring it on back to you. Don't yeah. Stop. Never gave up. There you go. That's what Hold it's called. And reach the top. When the world seems to get too tough, bring it on back to you, bring it on back now. Yeah. The song, Kenzie's going to sing it for the rest of the show. So yeah, it's in this week, so we might go see it, just so you can see it. But because What's my other option? The National Symphony Orchestra are doing a accompanied version on November 6th or 9th or something like that. See, I, the theme song is wonderful, but I don't consider it ex- uh, like orchestral enough. I think the Ghostbusters theme song would be strange orchestrated 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 I was going to say orchestralized but orchestrated is the word I'm looking for but it's it is it has it has sorry but it has got a fun score it's got like nice kind of New York City style music I wouldn't know I've never seen it (laughs) like the fact that you get to see it for the first time on the big screen is is like a rare opportunity I've seen it multiple times I would still watch it on the big screen I think he should consider it. Don't you have a rule that anytime you watch Ghostbusters, you have to immediately watch Ghostbusters too? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I usually do it at Halloween as well. That's one of my Halloween traditions. I watch both Ghostbusters back to back. Now there is three Halloween... Or sorry. Now there is three Ghostbuster movies. But you're sexist. Uh, I will consider adding it into the mix, but I don't actually have it on DVD, so... Because you're sexist. I'm not sexist. I actually liked it. Kate McKinnon was great in it. Mm. Did you watch it? No. I haven't seen the original Ghostbusters film so I'm not sexist I just hate the franchise so that's our list check them out probably you've seen them already but some good options there in case you haven't except don't watch Nightmare Before Christmas for another month oh my god you're such an annoying person alright moving on to our main segment car Chilling Adventures of Sabrina dropped last week yes it was anticipated for a long time Mm. it's in our fall, fall to TV preview stop it what? Uh, yeah, 
it's it's very it's very different. Yes. You have you have written here somewhere it's based on different source material. Yeah. No, so it's not. It is. <laughs> it's they're they're both based on the comic. Allow me to explain. So All right. There's a lot of confusion. Like some of the people I talk to, are like what like. It's not the same as the, the sitcom. Yeah, it's not based on the sitcom. It's based on the comic upon which the sitcom was based. But there's two different comics, you see. That's the difference. All right. So it is actually technically a different source material from the show starring Melissa Joan Hart. So that show and the movie that predated it in the early 90s or late 80s is based on Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Archie comics. Mm-hmm. So that's like just the kind of the, the classic story of Sabrina. Wait, these aren't based on the Archie comics? They are based on a version of the Archie comics, but it's like a spin-off of the Archie horror section yeah. called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So this is actually... So really, it's just like the spectacular Spider-Man to the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, so it's a retelling of Sabrina. Yeah, okay. That's Because like, the, there is a Riverdale reference in this. It is in the Riverdale universe, but it has a very different tone, as you imagine. Was the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch always based on a school called Greendale? Yeah, that's, that is from the or Archie comics. Co- right. But like, was the, the, the television show? The, the, the 90s one. I don't I don't remember Greendale. Because obviously Greendale is the school in which Community is based. Two Community references in one episode. I don't I don't remember them mentioning Greendale in the sitcom. I've mm. actually watched a bit of it recently because one of the, the, the channels on, on my television is re-showing all of it. Ah, tune for TV to the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. The way you phrase that. One of the channels on my television. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to mention the channel, but then people wouldn't know what it is. So. What is it? called The Vault it's like a music I channel. don't know what it is they're showing Keenan and Kells on, on other Nickelodeon classic sitcoms but yeah it's based on different source material it's in the Riverdale universe actually uh, Sabrina was supposed to have a cameo in like season one or two of Riverdale but they pulled the plug on that mm. I wouldn't like to see it cross over at this point because there are two very very different worlds <laughs> yeah it has a, a very different tone uh, very dark not very like, I wouldn't call it gory but it is quite well, chilling is actually the right word for it. It is quite scary, like you know, but not like in a kind of a hide behind the couch way. Kind of a, in a, oh, this is kind of creepy. What's going on? Kind of way. Mm. Have you watched all of it? I'm six episodes in at the moment. Just like I'm also six episodes in. Okay, so the most recent we watched the possession episode most recently. Yeah, so that's just after the midway point in episode five. Like the first four episodes, very good. And we should mention as well that each episode is around an hour, which is quite long for 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 any show that's. Some would say, Ken, too long. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the longest runtime of any Netflix Probably original. not any, but yeah. Uh, in the last while, anyway. Like, like mostly they kind of range from, I think, 35 to 40, maybe 45 minutes. Have you ever watched a Netflix show? An hour is standard on Netflix, Ken. No, like, Stranger Things wasn't ever an hour. Well, yeah, Str- Stranger Things could run up to, like, 50, 55. Did it? And, like, I watched the, the Haunting of Hill House, and that had episodes that are, like, an hour 10, an hour 15. So you're saying there's too much content here, Gar? I I think some of the episodes could have done with being trimmed. Especially, I think the pilot is 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 a little like all over the place. Yeah. And it, then it doesn't even resolve like the big tension you'd expect the pilot to resolve until episode two. So then you're like, why was the pilot this long? If you're not even like the big tension is, is she going to be, uh, uh, sign up to the witch coven or or stay with her mortal friends? Well, I, I will say that the series was greenlit for two series mm-hmm. on Netflix. Uh, having uh, been passed on the CW or just installed in the CW, so Netflix pounced and took it. So I'm guessing that it like the point is really stall in the CW. I don't know what what happened, but they didn't they didn't kind of go all, all in on it, and Netflix took it. Why? I don't know. That's this this is a CW show, 
It's in fact, it moving to Netflix. I think has changed the tone of the show a little, probably for the better. Yeah, I think it would have been a slightly different show on the C dub. But I, I, I don't know why the C dub didn't snatch this. Do you think the resources weren't there? They like because for the vision that they had for it, because it well, is, it's, it's quite ambitious. Because like each episode, as you said, is quite long and almost like a I get like uh, my girlfriend describes it and she's right it's like a mini movie they're all like little movies yeah they're very 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 long yeah. and like there's some there's some tropey episodes like there's an episode where everyone sees their their horrible nightmare dreams I was about to mention that like the, the, the midway point of the series is episode 5 obviously because it's a 10 episode run it's a filler episode it's a monster of the week episode yeah so like and that whole uh, invading the dreams thing obviously it goes back to Freddy Krueger but it has been used in a lot of shows of that nature like Doctor Who have used that. I'm pretty sure Supernatural have probably used that as and like the, the trope of uh, the episode where everyone sees their nightmares yeah has happened in like four different shows so, probably more but that's, that's what confused me like because it, it is a ten episode run is there mm-hmm. a need for a filler episode in a, in a series that's short you see I would always defend the filler episodes though mm-hmm. it depends on what they're about but I am I am fully on board with shows having standalone episodes yeah Instead of just being this is the serialized plot for the whole ten episodes, I like standalone episodes. I like investigating characters or ideas that are different from the central story they're trying to tell. It's just in fairness, it, cliched. It, 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 it's cliched, but it did deepen the characters and somewhat tie into the overall plot. You kind mm. of reveal more about the characters, more about the kind of motivations and the kind of interdynamics of all the relationships. So, yeah. Do you like it? I like it a lot. Um, I like. I, I've been kind of binging it in as much as I can because obviously there are quite long episodes and you're you're doing co-watching by the yeah. time you mentioned your girlfriend yeah so it's an official couple show so like I'm handcuffed by the fact that we have to watch together and she's away for the next two days have you ever cheated on each other uh she's cheated on me I've never cheated on her so Ooh. you know yeah sign of things to come I'm a saint <laughs> but yeah it's like she's like she, like we watched like the first two like we've never watched more than two ago and she's she's pushed me to watch a third in a row i think that's mm. three hours that's it's quite long because yeah i've watched i think like two episodes every day for the last few days yeah something like that the visual style and tone is almost i like the tone i like in fairness i would if you said which do you prefer this sabrina or the 90s one i'd say the 90s one yeah like i think this show needs more levity it mm-hmm. needs more, a little more humor, a little more jests, some more jokes. I think the Spellman sisters are kind of there for that. Yeah. But they don't really deliver it. It's a little bit macabre at times. So. Like, like Hilda and Zelda are, are more mean to each other as opposed to funny. Yeah. And I think they could do with it being more funny. And I don't really care much for the Ambrose character either. He's just kind of there to... I, we have a plot thing to solve and you're the warlock guy who knows things, so... Yeah. But it's strange that... Like the roles seems to have been shifted. We'll talk about some of the differences there in a minute. But Ambrose, his backstory or his kind of you know his kind of raison d'etre is very similar to Salem. Salem's Be in Salem. the actual series. Yeah. And Salem in this series is actually a a, a goblin that comes in the form of a cat mm. to be Sabrina's familiar or kind of partner or kind of protector. Yeah. So Salem isn't what he was in the sitcom. He's not a wisecracking ex felon. Yeah, Ambrose is the felon instead. It's it's weird that they 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 took Saban out of uh, Salem out of that role and basically made someone else that character. That is a strange move. Yeah, it is one of the, the points of intrigue for the series, like what he really did and and why he can't be free and you know and he's a very good actor as well as a very well performed role. Do you I think, think so? I, I like it. My my problem with the show is the acting. I think him and Sabrina in particular are. Uh, 
Well, she's only 18 at the end of the day, I think. But I, I that, that Sabrina performance is on the nose at times. What, what how so? Just the, her delivery is like, I am delivering the lines in the determined fashion that my character is supposed to. You know, there's not the, you, you don't get layers. You get the, this is the thing that's happening. Yeah, you're not going to give her a chance to grow into the role girl? I am, but I'm judging her on what she is now. Harvey's fun. I like, I, I like Ross Lynch's kind of just earnest dope. He's just like, I'm a nice guy. I'm here. To, I, I'm just a dope. But they're kind of deepening him a bit now because he is getting entangled in the kind of the more sinister part of the plot. Mm. So he's kind of getting more to do. Yeah, in this adaptation, basically, in the old one, they were just kind of witches, and there's like a witching world, almost like a Harry Potter style thing, kind of. The witching world of Harry Potter. Yeah. Where actually, now that you mention it, it's very Harry Potter. Yeah. It's like very, 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 very Harry Potter. With a kind of a dark twist because basically... But, but like that's just later Harry Potter films. True. Basically they derive their powers from Satan and they belong to a church called the Church of the Night that basically worships Satan and work for him. So it's kind of that dynamic of trying... Sabrina is between two worlds because she's half mortal and she has to choose between one or the other and... There's, for some reason, Satan wants to get his hands on her, and we don't know why yet. Yeah, that's the, the, the dramatic injury that and her, like, her parents are dead. And... That's different from the sitcom as well, because both her parents were alive. In the sitcom, the dad was the witch, or warlock, and the mother was human, but they were both still alive. I'm not sure why she lived with the ants. I don't remember that. the parents in that show. I thought they were dead too. They're, no, they were in it. Yeah, they were in it. But uh, yeah, there's I, I can't remember the real reason why Sabrina couldn't live with them. Part, I think she couldn't live with the dad because she's part mortal and the mum was just working or something like that so she lived with the ants she pawned them off in the ants <laughs> yeah in this they're dead uh, it's also hinted that they died in dubious circumstances because basically I say basically a lot I've, I've learned that through this podcast Sabrina's dad was the high priest of the church of the night and he chose to marry a mortal which was against their bylaws or their rules or whatever so he either he was ostracized or he was forced out or some some say he was kind of offed to kind of get out of the way because his progressive ideas were too much for the the witch the witch people who <laughs> worship satan and work in it for his glorification mm. but yeah i think as i said the, I, the some of the performances i don't think are great uh i think some of the plotting is as i said is it doesn't always work for me. Some of the ideas aren't great. But I, I really like the tone of the show. If it had, like, just a, just a little more... Just a little more humour, I'd like it a lot more. But I, I enjoy it for the most part. I, as I said, but, uh, gun to my head, Ken. The 90s show is better. And that's part nostalgia. But also part, it's just a goofy, fun comedy. But I think... Uh, and we talk about this multiple times. You have to, you're going to hit the nail on the head there. You have to kind of take it for it being its own thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very much a different thing. It's, it's, it's totally not the show that the 90s show used to be. So one of the biggest complaints I'm hearing from people that I know, as I said, they were kind of confused as to how this took it, like, such a chilling or kind of... Oh, look, that's the name uh, of the show. Yeah, that's the name of the show. I used it in a sentence. Or kind of sinister turn. But actually, they didn't realize it was two separate kind of... Uh, inter- interpretations or adaptations of the yeah, same Melissa John Hart is dead is what we're saying yeah she's well and truly gone there's a nice video online actually you'll probably find it if you google it uh, or facebook it of Melissa John Hart and previous Harvey whose name escapes me Nate Rich- Richard Ricards yeah well done girl. something like that yeah he, uh, kind of passing the torch and saying good luck to the new Harvey and Sabrina that's quite cute yeah but uh, 
sort of. I, what I'd like to see, and a lot of these shows do this, or or those like like Melissa Joan Hart will play a role in the show just as a different character. Yeah, that'd be cool. I was like, like Smallville had Dean Cain guest star just randomly. I like that kind of stuff where those, those and like the Flash does a lot of that. Where like remember the old Flash TV show? Yeah, they brought back some of those characters playing there. Those actors playing different characters just to create a fun little nod and continuity for people who watch both. I like when things do that. They should do that. They should, but. In fairness, like, you know, it is in the Riverdale universe, so mm. th- there could be, you know, uh, more levity coming. Plus... Riverdale doesn't have levity. <laughs> it's pretty grim as well. I yeah, Riverdale Riverdale's very, like... Uh, I've only watched one season, so I, I, I don't know what it is in season two and three. But it's very, like, ooh, dark mystery. It's 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 more dark mystery than, like, fun C-dub rom-com. Yeah, and Archie is sexy now. Even though he's like he's a... super sexy. He's too sexy. It's aggressively. Even though he's a nerd... But I was about to say... Like, Ross Lynch is, is a good-looking young man. But they don't sexualize Ross Lynch in this show, do they? Kind of, sometimes. He's only very occasionally shirtless. That's what I was about to mention. Like, they, they, in terms of Sabrina and, and other characters around her, not but not the male characters, are, it is very sexualized at times. Is it? sexually charged. You know, a lot of kind of, like, suggestion and near nudity and all this stuff. And How is it that only the Amaro's character is sexually charged? Lesbian overtones and... Oh. I don't know. That's what I got from it. Ken just sees women next to each other and assumes that they just can't be friends. I don't know. <laughs> the second part of ten episodes is already confirmed. It looks like it has a focused direction on a storytelling car. Mm-hmm. Is there a case for this to be kind of a two-part, one-and-done type of thing? Like, like just tell the story and get out and not have multiple seasons, like three or four seasons? There's a case for it. Will it happen? And in fairness, I don't think this is a show probably where that needs to happen. Yeah. Like, we were talking about The Haunting of Hill House, which, if that show had a second season, it would be just so stretched. It's like, the, that was a self-contained story where they're to- they told their story and got out. It was the same for 13 Reasons Why, which is like, uh, the show shows she killed herself, we're going to find out why. She killed herself, we found out why. And then, season two! It's like, come on, guys. Making a murderer has a second season. For the love of God. And the second season is, by all accounts, just about the first season and the impact the first season has had on things. But, yeah, th- this could run and run. You'd like you'd just watch the original sitcom to see, like, she went to college by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Change like... the theme song to the worst, like, nah, 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 instead of, nah, nah, the better the, the the later theme song was worse and where she was doing the freaking dance around the, the lamp post I suppose the main difference here is the episodes are an hour long which is three times the, the yes. length of, of a Serena episode and there's a very specific direction it's going in mm. so like the, the key there would be is like how they pivot from that once they've resolved it or if they can keep it going past two seasons to kind of keep that intrigue going which is tricky as well she'll just kill the devil and that'll be the end of the, sh- the, end of the show happens if it kill? can you kill the devil i don't know will there have to be a new devil then probably maybe she becomes the devil well that's the end of what does the devil want her maybe she's the devil maybe she's the well yeah they start hinting at prophecies and all that fun stuff so yeah that's, 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 that's something that maybe exhale quite loudly again right? harry potter harry potter uh, like uh, halfway through the harry potter series it's like it's all the prophecy and you're like oh man you got to use the p word didn't you <laughs> yeah what, what did you think of Sabrina? If, in fact, you have watched it, let us know your thoughts on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK, or you can drop us a line on Twitter at TWSKK. All right, Gravediggers, that's our first show for this week. We'll be back later this week with a normal episode. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every weekend at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK, aside from our special episodes, that is. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll also find our other show on the TWS Network, Podcast of Week. 
and the entire back catalogue of the weekend show. There is some episodes in the can of Podcast a Week, so that will be coming soon. Some, someday. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it's known now, or SoundCloud, so you never miss any of the podcasts on the TWS network. Speaking of which, if you love our show, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? You can find our feed under TWS Network, and every time that you leave a review, a spirit in limbo passes on to the afterlife. You get the good place, basically. Yes. We know there has to be something in it for you, though, so if you leave us a review, we'll come round to your house, and we'll perform a paranormal investigation for your church. That's a $10,000 value at no cost to you. We'll also turn it into a podcast for hashtag content. Hashtag content. You can be on The Weekend Show. How cool is that? You, if you're a ghost, even better. As I said earlier, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And where can they find us on Twitter, Gareth? One second. All right, I left a long pause because we did the ghost hunt. Uh, remember when we like it, it, we did a seance on the podcast? That was a very lazy seance, so we did it in your bedroom. Yes, and we're like, if there's anybody here. So uh, we left the pause there. I don't see anything on the freaking audio wavelength in front of me. But if there is anything in that pause, that's uh, that's a, ghost. A, a long-term payoff to our podcast storytelling. But you can find us on Twitter at TWSKK. All positive feedback is welcome, and we do take requests. Basically, tell us what to talk about so we don't have to think about it. Exactly. I am also on Twitter at Ken Kidney and Gar is at Garrett Kidney. Next week, or actually later on this week as we speak, we get wishful and talk about our personal bucket lists. We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, The Walking Dead. Not the TV show though, actual zombies. That's The Walking Dead. Brains! You don't have to worry about zombies, Ken, because you don't have a brain. You don't have a heart, Gar. That was mean. <laughs> Hashtag Wizard of Oz. Our theme music is by Blue Wild Productions, and until next time, say goodbye, Gar. Bye bye. Take it easy, everybody.